This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Hi everyone, it's me, Asad Butt. Welcome back to another episode of American Muslim Project. For those of you that are new, we are a podcast that features notable American Muslims who are making cool contributions to American society and culture. Today we have Iman Zwahri. Iman is a director and filmmaker. In fact, she is one of the first hijabi American Muslim filmmakers in the country. She is also a lecturer of film production at the University of Florida. I actually met her last year through her work with the Islamic Scholarship Fund, where she serves as the director of film programs. But the reason that we have Iman on today is because the movie that she directed, Americanish, is actually releasing in theaters today. That's right, a movie directed by an American Muslim featuring Muslim female protagonists is now in theaters across the country. It's a huge deal for our community, and I'm so excited for her to share her story. So we're going to talk about all of this and so much more after we take a quick break. Iman, welcome to American Muslim Project. I think the first thing that I want to do is just kind of really celebrate that you are one of the first, if not the first, hijabi American Muslim filmmakers out there. I mean, what does that mean to you? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Um, you know, it's interesting because when it happened, I didn't realize, you know, I was just like, you know, I want to make movies about my people and like about Muslim women and whatnot. And it's really it's me and Lena Khan at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we're, we're both. That's what's one of them, because we came at the same time and we're both comedians, too. And like, she's the best. <laughs> but so it was it's just like it's uh, it's the only thing that I always say about it is. You know, I didn't have anybody to kind of mentor me from before yeah. and things like that. So it was a little bit more challenging. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, if I can do it, anyone can yeah. do it. That's, no, that's I think. great. I mean, that's yeah. that's it. <laughs> well, why did you want to become a director? And you're a writer as well, but I imagine directing is kind of your first first passion. Why did you want to become a director? So films and storytelling was a huge part of growing up in this small southern town of Panama City, Florida. It was a way to deal with the racism and the ridiculousness that I lived in um, growing up. And again, I didn't think ever possible that I could be a director yeah. ever. And I still to this day, I'm like, did I really? Am I really a director? <laughs> like, <laughs> all the imposter syndrome ever. Um, I just knew that I really wanted to tell stories and it was something that came naturally to me. 
like out of all the positions directing and producing were the ones that came the most naturally to me is because I love community. I love working with people and I love to see uh, to create something beautiful in terms of art and comedy. So, you know, I tried it out when I was in film school. I didn't know if it was going to be great or not or if I was good at it. And then it just came so naturally to me. I was like, OK, maybe this is what I'm supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, No, that's really great. And and I think, you know, what's really exciting to me, obviously, I saw American Ish and loved it. But now it's going to be in theaters, like across the country. Yeah. Like that's a I'm going to bleep this out, but a big deal, right? Like this is this is huge. I can't even tell you, like there was no way in my life I would ever think that a movie I made was in theaters. Yeah. Like I feel like I can retire now, like I could die now. I'm like I'm done with life, guys. I'm done. It was in the theaters. It's good. But like also just, I mean, you know, I mean, we're probably in the same generation. Like, did you ever think that this was possible right. for, no, our, of course. for our people? Right. Yeah, I mean, you it, know, it's such a rare yeah. thing to happen. And yeah, I mean, the fact that it's happening, the fact that you have to go up against Taylor Swift is very annoying. Very I can't believe I have to go to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift is killing my yeah. vibe. Okay. <laughs> what, what, when you first got that news that, I mean, A, you got a distribution deal, you know, from Sony um, and then you got this, you know, going into theaters, like what was your reaction? Like, how did your friends and family react? And, you know, like, I would just love to be a part of that. Yeah. So, well, the Sony deal was the biggest one. So I was actually um, on campus, like I was at the University of Florida teaching and I was like leaving campus for the day. And I got an email from Sony saying, like, we want to take this movie. And then I literally screamed all across and I was screaming in the middle of campus and just like jumping up and down, screaming I'm like, I know what to celebrate here with me. There's no one celebrating. I'm just screaming. And I just like the amount of like elation I had was like no other for yeah. sure. Because I was, again, as you know, it's just so everything with this movie and in general, like what we do as American Muslim storytellers is so super challenging. Sure. And it's not like, again, we need to have the mainstreams to validate us, but what it means that we're just pulling through to go to other audiences to get our stories out yeah. there. And so it was the most amazing moment. And then, you know, for the theatrical, because of it was a whole thing with Sony was like, let's not do theatrical because we're going to do streaming. So then I, my heart was really broken because I'm, I'm a film purist. I was like, I want my <laughs> film in theaters. And so when Sony's like, okay, hey, you guys can do theatrical. Like, we're going to give you the rights back to theatrical. And we went back to Harkins. So the owner of Harkins, his name is Dan Harkins, he watched our film at Phoenix Film Festival. And he's like, this is the best movie ever. I want to put it That's in my amazing. theaters. I know. Awesome. And I was like, is that he serious? <laughs> I mean, is this real? Like, again, so, you know, it's it's just such an exciting, exciting moment. And um, I just can't. I mean, I really can't believe it's happening. I think maybe I'll, it'll hit me when I'm Yeah, there. right. For sure. <laughs> yeah, know? totally. Yeah. And the movie has been playing across the country, across the world over the last, whatever, 18 months or so and winning, you know, festival awards left and right. I think what really um, impressed me or just is really cool is that you've won so many audience awards, right? And so what what does that, you know, what what does that say about the film? So that's the most important award, right? Like all these critics awards of like, you know, director or best film, I feel like those don't mean as much. This movie is made for audiences and it's made for audiences to connect, to understand, to learn, to know that Muslim women are not a monolith. Yeah to see different types of storylines, to like love Muslims and Muslim women and like just love rom-coms, all of that. And so when we got the audience word at our first um, premiere festival, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, this is an audience film. This is what we wanted it yeah. to be. 
because that's what I made this movie for. I made the movie for audiences, like not to like get awards for being whatever, best whatever, but it it's the most important part of it because what we're trying to create is social change through yeah. film. And so that is the biggest part of it. And you're right. I think, I don't know how many, it was like 10, we got 25 awards, alhamdulillah, but we got, I think 10 of them were audience awards. Like, yeah, so it was really exciting. Pretty, pretty yeah. significant amount. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk to me. Let's let's go back in the process a little bit because you know I think that there are a lot of people that obviously love movies but don't know how the sausage is made, for lack of a better phrase. Like <laughs> on this podcast, uh, talking about sausages. Um, you actually went to New York and you saw Isa, the screenwriter and main star of uh, or one of the stars of Americanish, doing her her play, and then you connected with her afterwards. So talk talk to me about that story. Yeah, so it was my birthday, and I'm a big foodie. We're going on a food tour, and we went through Greenwich Village, and my cousin saw the picture of Isa with the scarf, and it said Dirty Packy Lingerie. And my cousin's like, man, this is so up your alley. We're going. <laughs> so she gets tickets, and we go in, and I've never seen a woman's show ever. And so I was so in awe. I mean, I'll never forget that moment. I was so in awe of what Isa did. She Six different Muslim characters, Pakistani characters, from the age of six to the age of wow. 60. And like, I laughed, I cried, I hooted, I hollered. It was the best thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing everything that I want um, that of, of ourselves on stage. So afterward, I went up to Isa and I was like, hey, you want to make a movie? And she's like, let's do it. That's awesome. And then 10 years later, you- here we are. <laughs> well, I mean, what is the pit? I mean, I got to, you know, because I'm, we are also, we're following on as we're venturing into filmmaking and I know how hard it is to get people to, invest in you like what is it like for two muslim women to go fundraise i said it's impossible i can't even tell you because it was also during the time so it was like 2014 right it was during the time where really no one was um doing anything and i had i had you know i had my shorts and i had won the emmy for my shorts and like all these other things and like the nbc comedy shortcuts and i had all these things behind me and I would, we would travel the nation. So we made it a very big point to have only American Muslim oh, that's investors. Great. Oh, which amazing. Was, which was, well, it was stupid <laughs> of us because they were not doing it. So we went to all American Muslim investors. We pitched them the passion and we could never clinch mm. it. And in the end, what happened was 90% of our supporters were American Muslim women. Oh, fascinating. And very fascinating because we were pitching to like wealthier sure men yeah. and like it ended up being the women of course who were strong 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 independent muslim women that were like oh heck yeah man i'm gonna give this to you and it was our friends and family and so that was really awesome and we're so proud to say that a hundred percent of our investors are muslim and uk and american that's muslims. amazing that's that's yeah. phenomenal I, I wonder what what was the reason that the the men or those initial investors were saying no there was a lot of different things. First, if it was like, of course, I mean, I was very honest, you know, business wise, film is, you oh, know, a high risk sure. investment, 100%, 100%, you know, so yeah. I we told them that. And when I've actually had so many times where like, you know, why would I give to you when people are starving mm. in Africa? And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, no, exactly. So it was just like kind of fighting up against all those. But I will say and I don't want to be this person, but I'm going to totally be this person. We did have, I did see male counterparts that had less of a resume mm, than I yeah. did and then making things and they were getting money like that. And I'm like, what is this? Like the closing and, and it's unfortunate because my activism has always been like American Muslim activism since I was, you know, a kid. And Isa is really about like female activism mm. and 
I totally pulled in the female activism because of all of the <laughs> that we had to feel. Sure, yeah. It was just like, it was very challenging. And, you know, it still is challenging even during like the theatrical, like when we're trying to pull it through, because we're still doing, we're still doing it by yeah. ourselves. We don't have a studio doing sure. it. And, and it's the same kind of thing. So, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a challenge. And, you know, I, I, I run the ISF grant and the whole point of the reason why I created that and did it. So to create a community of mentors and, all of that so we can stay together and build each other For up. Sure. And that's our biggest question is like, you mean, how, how do you fund? And it's just like the answer. Yeah. It's, it's like the same. It's like whatever you can do, whoever you know, totally. and support each other and all that stuff. So, yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the film. Welcome back to American Muslim Project. My guest today is Iman Zawahiri. We're talking about her film, Americanish, uh, and all the awesome things that has been happening to it over the last 18 months. It's about to go into theaters. One of the things that I loved about the film, obviously there's a lot of things that I loved about the film, but you had George Went in it, who I grew up in Boston. I watched Cheers and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and nice. so George Went, for those that don't know, is the character Norm on on cheers what was it like to work with him oh my gosh george went is he has a reputation of being the sweetest man in the world and he is he and but you never see have you ever seen him in a in a role that's not a positive role no that, that's a great point yeah <laughs> yes like this was his first time doing a like bad bad guy, bad guy right, yeah and he was so sweet and kind and and the reason why he chose this film was because you know he didn't like what was going on in in our world and ours and he wanted to make oh, a, a sort of change that's with it. awesome it, and it we had that conversation and he was i mean he was the best the best to work with super professional super kind um so yeah. awesome and you had a really diverse cast can you talk about that, that a little bit yeah yeah so it was really important that we cast actors that do not put on accents mm. isa in general all her life, she was just asked to put on an accent and be like terrorist number two sure, and all yeah. that stuff. So we, it was very important that we didn't cast people with accents. So we went to Lalette DeBay, who was like Bollywood royalty. We never thought we would ever get her. But literally, she's my favorite person in the world. She makes it a point to work with first time female No directors. way. That's amazing. Yes. I know. And it's like, it's, it's, that, it's that, that people like that that you really sure, actually yeah. need, like in the industry to help each other. And so huge i'm the most amazing person to work with such a pro um and then same thing with shanaz like shanaz is from the area too and like the most perfect role for amira like she just was yeah. able to bring that and like when she's on screen that it just shines and also so selena who i always like call like our kira knightley you know because from ben like yeah. beckham like because she's such a star and she's so talented and she's so great to work with and i think this was her first teacher as well before she started to going into other things she she's half Pakistani, half half white, and she actually came in for the role, the very small role of Shahid's girlfriend. And I would saw her, and I was like, "No, she's a Miriam. Like she's like super quirky and whatever." And she she read it, and and we we like we basically cast her on the spot. And then of course Godfrey, you know, Godfrey apparently never comes in for auditions, but he read the script and loved it so much that he came in. And again, one of the one of the things that we kind of cast on the spot too. So Godfrey was you know, quite amazing. And of course, Kapil um, Tolwakar, he was, that was his first feature as well. It was so great to work with him, an Indian American. So, you know, uh, Godfrey's Nigerian. We had Pakistanis, um, the Indians and the Indian Americans. And Ajay Naidu, of course, from Office Space as well, who was like very supportive of 
so many like people of color filmmaking and everything. And he was like awesome too. So the, and then of course, David Rashi um, from Secession was really, really great. So it was, it was a very much diverse cast and it's, it was beautiful to see them on screen together. Yeah, like chemistry with sure. all of them was yeah, so it great. Was, it was really yeah. fun to watch and look forward to seeing it again for sure. Um, I want to go to your upbringing. You mentioned you grew up in Florida and uh, you live in Florida now. Uh, and, and that obviously as a Muslim woman growing up in, in Florida, you know, has impacted. You could talk a little bit about that that impact. You, you talked a little bit earlier about the racism that you, you felt, but I'd love to hear, you know, what, what it was like for you. Yeah. So I grew up in a small city called Panama City, Florida. It's also like it was spring break central. And um, there was like zero diversity. But what they tried to do was create they it was a I guess an underdeveloped medical town. So they brought a bunch of Muslim doctors down hmm. there. And the Muslim doctors uh, were the families that were created. So they, we created the mosque. We created like the same thing that happens in small towns, right? And however, it was just, I was, I mean, I didn't even wear hijab then. Like I wore starting hijab at college. Like no matter what, I was always seen as the other. Hmm. And it was very exhausting. And so I became a spokesperson without even knowing that I'm going to be the sure, spokesperson. Yeah. And I'm very like, very social, very outgoing. I was president of my class all the time, like super leadery. And I made it a point to be like always speaking for Muslims constantly. Mm. And the the people were like just it was like very microaggression racism constantly. Mm. You know, sure, like, yeah. oh, that's what y'all do. And like my second script is about this. And it's like really funny. Like if you like one one girl cried because we didn't believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and she thought we were going to oh, hell. Man. Like tight yeah, things like sure. that were constantly okay. happening. And the way that we dealt with it, me and my friends, we would make skits. Like we would make skits and we would just dealt with this such comedy, like, you know, like Dave Chappelle says, like, damn, that's this is racist, you know? <laughs> like real that's where that's where I got my comedy from. It's like, and that's why I deal with like, I mean, you know, everybody says like comedy comes from sure. trauma. Yeah. And like that's where I, that's how it came through is that and it's really, I mean, it's every it's every, like my upbringing is everything in terms of like who I am today. Sure. I grew up with five brown Muslim girls. We were one strong, I've known them since birth. We were one strong team and all of our dads came for the same reason. They were all children of physicians and the same kind of thing. And we just stuck together and pulled it through. And I know that if I didn't have them, my upbringing would be totally sure, different. Yeah. And my experience and who I am today. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge thing because my whole family's still um, there. And every time I go back, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I guess- I, I had such a deep hatred for that city. It's oh, so wow. Bad. That's not, okay, yeah, I, I, I would imagine. And I, was, that, I, guess I, sure, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say hatred. It's so terrible because I'm there all the time and my family <laughs> loves it so much. They all live on the road. All like 50 of them live on one road. But the thing is, the people are, are so sweet. Like, they're the Southern sweetness, but this just the, the yeah, the conservativeness, totally. the ignorance. It's, like, exhausting. Well, how, what <laughs> yeah. are your thoughts? I mean, I, I'm presuming I know what your thoughts are, but I would love to hear, you know, what with everything that's been happening over the last, whatever, two years, with your governor down there, you know, like, in your has it gotten worse? Has our people being more racist, you know, whatever, xenophobic? How 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 are right. things on the ground down there? So um, I live in Gainesville, which is the college town. So it's a sea of it's a blue and a sea yeah, of right. red. Yep. So thankfully, personally, I don't have to deal with it as much. But of course, you know, DeSantis is just attacking academia, which is so crazy. Sure. To me. 
So every day, like things like, you know, I feel like my emails were, were monitored because of the diversity committee. We have to pull diversity things. Like it is really, really serious what is happening here. And all of us, of course, everyone's college, we're like, you know, college academic liberals. Like we're like <laughs> doing everything to kind of fight it. And everybody's like, you know, you can't leave. We're, we're here to fight the yeah. system. And that's, I'm, the thing is like, all my life I've been fighting the system and I'm tired. I don't fight the system yeah. anymore. I'm totally. like ready it's to get out of here. a huge burden for sure, yeah. <laughs> Well, here's a question. You, yeah, would would no, you rather have him as your governor or as your president? <laughs> oh, yes. I definitely, you know, I'll take one for the team. Okay. I'm going to take it for the team for you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I want to thank you for yeah. joining American Wilson Project. What, where is one place that people can go to support the film or support you? Thank you so much for asking. So Americanish is going to be playing in theaters in select cities in California and Arizona and New York. Please go to our website, Americanishfilm.com. And moreover, on November 14th, the VOD release of Americanish is coming out on all um, streaming platforms. Please, please buy it, download it, love it, send it to everyone in the world, and let me know what you think. Amazing. Thanks for joining American Muslim Project. We will definitely be sharing all about the movie and look forward to having you back in the future. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will do our sound check with producer Ari. Welcome back to American Muslim Project. It's now time for our sound check with producer Ari. Ari, what do you think of you, man? She's great. Yeah, kick-ass woman, huh? It really, really she is. And, like... Really interesting to hear her story and like how long, how long they worked for this project and yeah. how much they put into it. Yeah. Incredible. You know, I think that for any film, especially one that isn't, you know, a part of a studio system or someone who you know doesn't doesn't have a brand name, you know, it, it takes a long time, but it's even longer yeah. if you are brown or a woman or hijabi or whatever, you you know, especially in America. Right. And so like. I'm super impressed that they got this made. A, that they raised funds, that they got it made, that it got a distributor, and now it's going to theaters. Like, like if I hope that she does more, but if she did nothing else in life, like this would be such, you know, a huge uh, accomplishment for for anybody, yeah. you know. And so, yeah, totally impressed. What other takeaways did you have? We heard a little bit of this with Isa's story as well, but the as they were raising funds, hearing back the like, well, why would I fund you if there's poor people yeah, in Africa sure, sure. that are starving? Like, yeah. we we hear that saying again and again, like, why why would I fund this thing that's a little extra good when I could just help something that's bad and make myself feel a little bit better? Yeah. Well, the truth like, is they're not using that money to send to Africa anyway, right? That's so exciting. Right, you're not. <laughs> and I think that there's definitely something very powerful about putting your energy to put more good out in the world, to put something that will bring joy, that will bring understanding. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, either that thing doesn't connect with them, like they don't see what the good is, but I definitely see it. I think that this <laughs> is a really great project. Yeah, I think a lot of people have trouble saying no. And so they try to come up with any sort of excuse possible. Yes. But yeah, you know, I think that it, it's a lame excuse and it's a lame reason. And I certainly hope that we don't get that <laughs> as we go out to fundraise for our company. <laughs> but I mean, like she mentioned that they were funded by Muslim women. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
It's finding the people who will care, totally. who see the importance in the projects that you're doing that I think is where you get that, totally. that push, you get that power. It's partnering with people who will partner with you and see what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. Finding your tribe and finding people that believe in the power of the arts or power of film, whatever it may be. And also just want to be doing something different and cool. You know, like <laughs> even if you were to lose money on funding a movie, like it's still like it's such a unique thing to to back you, something. You tried like this, something. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you tried something. You did something. Totally. Totally. We, yeah. we, you know, you shouldn't go out in the world at the end without having tried. Yeah, exactly. Without having, you know, done something, produced something for the world. Yeah. I don't know. I, I believe in creativity <laughs> and I believe in stories. Yeah, I, don't, I think that we are the the target audience for, for, <laughs> for that. So awesome. Sure. Well, I really want to thank Iman for joining us. Uh, I want to thank you, Producer Ari, for your insight as always. And I want to thank you, our listeners. And we will see you all next week on another episode of American Muslim Project. Until then, take care. <laughs>